Sally Bob Howdy and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, the most romantic podcast that gets to the heart of beloved American icon Ernest P. Worrell, as portrayed by comedy Casanova and breaker of hearts Jim Varney. This is episode 20, Ernest and Love. I'm your host, Erin, and I'm joined by my two platonic male friends, my co-host David. Hello. And our guest for the episode, Dan. Hey, guys. On Whoosh. <laughs> that was my Dr. Love. I don't know if I it like came it. across to you, Ernest fans. So, I think you needed more snacks around you, I think. Is <laughs> <the issue. laughs> that's what I need. It's really, that's really the, what will set you apart there. <laughs> I wish I had snacks around me. Yeah, Dr. Right? Love had it figured out. She did. So this is the long-awaited love episode that I've been very excited for. I was going to say long-awaited by you. By me. <laughs> Not yeah. since we decided that we were going to do it. Since you decided. No. <laughs> well, you said that you wanted to know my ranking of the dateability That's true. of the I, Ernest. I did ask for clarification on the dateability of certain Ernests. And to me, I think that only fits in the love episode. It does only fit there. And Dan, you're here because- I'm an you, expert in love, you, clearly. <laughs> You're an Ernest Goes to Podcast veteran. I would say I'm like the Brian Epstein of the Ernest Goes to Podcast. I don't know that reference. Fifth Beetle, guys, the Fifth oh. Beetle. I say I always think Pete Best first, but okay. that's a different that's Pete a different podcast. Fifth Best. Yeah. Yeah, Dan is here. You've been on two episodes already. I was on Camp and I was on Africa, both of which have, have love that's interests. That's right. So Go check them out, listeners. So, yes, this is the episode where besides ranking the dateability of Ernest as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. what we're mainly here to decide is which of the Ernest love interests or not quite love interests is the lady for Ernest. What is his best match? I feel like I, I got this. I have a question. Okay. Can I ask a question? Because I know we're trying to figure out who is the best match for Ernest. Best match for Ernest. Out of the film love interests. Now, is that Ernest writ large? Yes. So, for example, could Miss Flugel be a good match for Camp Ernest? Is this it is, that kind of a thing? See, or I knew you were going to ask this, and I'm, I'm, I have an answer prepared. That's perfect. That's which great. is, I'm glad I, I am conflating all of the film Ernest That's into what I figured. one. Okay. So, we are getting a baseline in combining all of them. But of course, we are also going to be basing like the love interests viability mm -hmm. based on their interaction with the Ernest in their movie. Right. right so, given that they only interact with one that's Ernest, right. so, it's harder to compare. Yeah. Right. But it is sort of a writ large film Ernest. Okay. Not at Ernest, who, as we all know, is taken by his wife, Edna P. Worrell. Which I, I have something to say about Edna, but I'll save it for a little <laughs> bit later. I am excited. I have someone in mind. I've thought very long and hard about this. I've narrowed it down to three. Really? Well, three? So, so, Interesting. Uh, before we do this, let's should we enumerate who the contenders are? Well, first of all, do you want me to rank the dateability of- Oh, of, yes. that's okay, We were also okay. talking about that. Yes. Why don't we do that first before we get to the ladies- in film Ernest's life. Sure. Um, because the most prominent lady in Ernest's life on this podcast <laughs> is our host, Erin. So this is a thing that will be of vast interest, I'm sure. Movie one. Yeah. So Wait, uh, before you begin, can I ask a question just like how you're defining dateability? Because I think that yes. matters. Dateability? Number like, one, arms. <laughs> the slam dunk wins. <laughs> Number That's right, Dan. Dan has listened to this podcast. Listened, this is one of my favorites. Slash watch the movie. Okay. Uh, number two, hair. No. Okay. The dateability <laughs> is just that. It's can I see myself dating this Ernest without like having major issues in the relationship due to some kind of personality quirk that sure, I can't, sure. you know, that varies between film Ernest to film Ernest. Sure. Or just like the vibe he gives off. If I were on a date with that particular Ernest, would I go on a second date? 
Mm, okay. Kind oh. of. Would you swipe right or left? <laughs> Or, I don't. I don't use Tinder. I would you? Would you press one. the I don't left use Tinder either? Would you press the right button or the wrong button? <laughs> I don't think of it like that. I okay. just. This is how I consider each Ernest romantically. Okay, so let's go through it movie by movie. So Ernest goes to camp. Ernest, Ernest goes to camp. Ernest, very dateable. Um, Why is that? The most down to earth Ernest. He's the most sure. one I could see having a real life relationship with because he is the most realistic human being among all the film Ernest. He is Ernest, but kind of. It's basically like they took a cartoony Ernest and they made him more real world than cartoony. I think that's what Camp Ernest is. Sure. To me. Well, and if I remember correctly, the quote from Jim Varney about Camp Ernest was, I believe he said something along the lines of. We're trying to show the humanity of Ernest. Yeah, I think he is the most down-to-earth, the most r- real. Like, you can see him being a real person. Yeah. He's not as cartoony. He he is susceptible to injury. Sure, sure. He bleeds. Yep. Yeah. So he, yeah, and he's shot with a flattering lens, and he doesn't have a wide <laughs> angle in his face all the time. So sure. he's the, I think, the most devastatingly handsome Ernest. Yes, he's extremely dateable. Also the youngest. Date. He's probably most most yeah. in his prime, Most I guess. close to my age, yes. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you, could, if you could see see the faces that Erin is making <laughs> as she describes yummy. this. It's only going to get more hilarious, I imagine. <laughs> okay. There's also a photo hung up. There, Yeah, we should say that, that there Aaron is, can look at there is, a, there is an earnest photo shoot from, I believe it's Robert's Apple Juice that is uh-huh. situated directly above us like some sort of, I don't know, mounted <laughs> antlers or something. <laughs> or like the Willem Dafoe painting in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Just oh, yeah. very realistic and present and making a ridiculous like, face. I, if I need to remember what, what the man we're talking about, I can just look up and be like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Again, these faces. <laughs> Okay, Speak next. volumes. Okay, so next we got Ernest, Ernest Saves, saves Christmas, Christmas Ernest, Ernest, a.k.a. Santa. Extremely dateable. <laughs> um, I would say I'd be even more interested in this Ernest than Camp Ernest mm. because he is so sweet and sure. he has an interesting job. He drives a car. Oh, well, I guess he got fired, but then he drives Santa's sleigh. Let's imagine that he didn't get fired. I feel He's like... good with kids. Yeah. I mean, so is Camp Ernest. I mm-hmm. mean, we love that. Even if women don't like kids, they like men who like kids. Uh, Christmas Ernest can cook. He can. He makes great pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Unlike Army Ernest. We discussed this. <laughs> and you are exactly right, Dan. Okay. We agree 100%. Yeah, even more dateable. Cool. Okay. Um, Ernest goes to jail, Ernest. Oh, he hit a snag. Okay. Um, wow. See, it's weird how my feelings just like changed. Yeah, it just, that was like a, wow. dropped off a cliff or something. The faces have changed too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like, huh, huh. Now, I believe in the episode, you did say something like, I'm paraphrasing here again, but it was like, if I was Charlotte and she wasn't interested in Ernest up until oh, the point that he right. picks up a bomb, flies into the sky and explodes, right. I would be interested after that because, and right. and I quote, well, that's it. It's not going to get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will stand by that. Sure. I'm not all that interested in date. I mean, I would love to spend time with Jail Ernest because I would love to spend time with all the Ernest. Sure. In terms of dating, yeah. I think... His vague aspirations are not so appealing to me in that movie. He's like, I want to be a bank clerk. And it doesn't really seem like that's something he really wants. Yeah. um, Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know that they're vague aspirations, but they seem maybe not as well suited to an Ernest as some of the other film jobs. Yeah. But, you know, I probably would still go on a second date. 
I, I mean, just, would, I'm not swooning here. Would date one be that restaurant? You know, after that date, I'm definitely going on the second. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Would that date, would that be the first date? Where he yeah, but on the if face? We, I was on a date, I would notice that he was magnetic. Sure. Personality wise? I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I date that Ernest? Yes. But it would take me a little. Pieces. It would take me longer to warm up to jail Ernest than it would the first two. Sure, I think that's fair. Okay. Okay, so uh, coming up next is Ernest Scared Stupid Mary. Ernest. Okay, um, coming up next is... <laughs> no more discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it takes all the boxes number four, good with kids. I mean, yeah, yeah. good with kids, genius, invents things, saves town. Erin is literally, <laughs> literally fanning herself right now. She's I got mean, the vapors. I feel... <laughs> Bulging muscles. I feel um... a little bit uncomfortable. I feel like Dan and I should step away. For a moment, uh, I don't know. In genius sense, she's still doing it. it, it he's Listeners, just perfect. Okay. He's just perfect. He's the most perfect Ernest to me. Scared, stupid Ernest. He knows his history. He's good at fixing things. Fresh supply of meak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, resourceful. Yeah, yeah. Cares about his town. He's got like um, town Dude, pride. It's what is appealing to me about scared, stupid Ernest. I've said it before, and I'll say it again: is that he is to me the smartest mm-hmm. of all the Ernests. He is the most ingenious Doc Browniest that Ernest ever gets. He's also virtually unkillable because of that <laughs> opening scene where he gets that's right put into the uh, trash compactor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so moving it's the genius. That's that gets it. that's what it is. Gotcha. Uh, moving right along, we've got uh, Ernest rides again. Ernest, I've said this before. I would like to go on an adventure with him. I feel like it's more buddy-buddy. Mm. But would date? Yes, absolutely. But I feel like, you know, it might be like a friends first kind of thing. Gotcha. You know? Kind of build the relationship up. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but he he's smart. He's cool. He's that earnest that I would follow into battle. Whereas the others, I would be kind of like, I'm not sure if this guy knows what he's doing. You trust this guy. I well. trust okay. Rides Again, Ernest. Hmm. I mean, adventure-wise, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we've got, uh, I believe, Ernest Goes to School, Ernest? Hmm. Well, I think we answered this. Would I date school, Ernest? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a question to mix it up. We, I, because there's I forgot Ernest, my answer last time. Ernest and Smart Ernest in that film. I know. But they are basically, they're still Ernest. Right. Um, I'm going to go with non-brain accelerated. Cause, sure. Because brain accelerated Ernest is a jerk. Of course I would not. Right. Non-brain accelerated Ernest. I mean, that's typical with brain acceleration. It just yeah. it's always happened that way. <laughs> Non-flowers for Ernest, Ernest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say yes to a day, but so I So if he asked you out- Yes. You'd be like- Yes. You would have that sort of like back and forth, would, like 10 minutes. It was one of those, I'll give him a chance. Google. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll give him a chance. Bubbles on the date? I'll give him a chance. Okay, that, that's all you'll say? Yeah, I can't. I'm really like kind of not sure about that one. She she has stopped fanning herself, listeners. Yeah. So I feel... I'm waiting for one of the answers to be no because so far it hasn't. <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, let me see. Listening <laughs> the wrong show if that's uh, well. Okay, so may, the answer might be no for someone. Next is uh, Slam Dunk Ernest. Slam Dunk Ernest. Hmm. And we should point out again of the Ernests in the film universe. Slam Dunk Ernest is the one that you are most convinced is also Dr. Otto. So bear that in mind. I when, forgot that I said that. When thinking of, oh, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Why did I say that? Uh, because he doesn't really have like a backstory okay, or yeah, in terms of where sense. he comes from. Um, 
Yeah, I, he's hard for me to get a handle on, although physically. Wait, so slam dunk Ernest with the <laughs> shoes or without the shoes? Um, because you think you have the similar, right. you have a similar like school problem. You here. try, yeah, you're right. In the hell limousine or not in the hell limousine? Well, on definitely the, on the runway or off the definitely, runway. <laughs> definitely off the runway. What a piece of work you are. No, no, the conceited Gaston thing is not. Mm. It doesn't work for me. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know. I guess. Well, okay, if I saw him in the mall, I'd be like, I don't know. If I saw him playing basketball, like at the beginning of his basketball career, sure. he wasn't being a jerk, sure. and it was just like arms, every, I would be like, oh yeah, did you see that guy? Did you see the janitor from the mall? He's playing basketball. Did you see his arms? I had no idea. It would be like that. I, I imagine you're just talking to like a fern in the mall. When <laughs> no, you're... I'm talking to a human being. People like me. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I believe next is Ernest Goes to Africa Ernest. So the uh, the sort of prequel-ish Ernest. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What's that, what's that like <laughs> rasp in the voice yeah. you've got going on? It's there? a non-committal yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That feels like yes asterisk. Do you say that's accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Or you're like cleaning a cat or something. <laughs> I don't even know what that sound is. Yeah. Sure. Sure. When you go high pitch at the end of a sentence, it means you're lying. I was going to say, it does sound like a lie, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would give it a chance. That's acceptable. Would Was it a hard no to a date? No. Okay. It's, well, there you go. You're just not super excited about it. I yeah, guess. I'm just skeptical a little. I'm a little skeptical, but I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, and lastly, we have uh, Ernest in the Army, Ernest. Still good with kids. <sighs> I think he's just a little too old for me. Mm, interesting. He just strikes me as older, like not in just the way he looks, but the way he acts too. Sure, sure. It was a little more paternal, maybe. Yeah, or just he just seems like two generations ahead of me. Mm. And I don't know. He just feels a bit. He just feels a little too old for me. So is this a no? Is this the first no? Um. Well, he did push Cindy in front of gunfire. That's true. That did happen. So I don't remember this, but okay. I mean, I I don't want to conflate um women and goldfish, but he did kill his goldfish in Ernest Goes to Africa. Well, I wouldn't know that. Sure. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> it might come. It might come up. If it came up, I'd be like, no. Okay. If it came up on the first date and he was like, I killed my goldfish, by the way. Like, <laughs> and I'd be like, what the hell? And then I would go home Can and tell say it everybody. in that voice. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Then it would be a no. All right. I found out right. about the goldfish. Uh, surprise wild card question. Um, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam, Ernest, who for all intents he... and purposes is Dr. Otto. Yes. Yes, he, he is Dr. Really Otto. He was really cute. Yes. Okay. So, this one's kind of shallow. He was just really cute. In the little bit we saw of him, he was real cute. Sure. I mean, again, it's a younger Ernest. Yeah, he's yeah. he's very uh, prime. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, listeners. Well, I have another wild oh. card here. Oh, um, shoot. Okay. Uh, the... Bad Ernest from- Oh, Nash? Nash. That's not Ernest. I mean, he's trying. No, he's not <laughs> Ernest. Okay. He's fake. I bet I could tell them apart. The the face. I, I bet you could. Erin basically just made the did it face and like put her hand on her hip in such a way. What about no one's asking about Ed Ernest? I thought this was a a film exclusive I know, episode. But we're rating the Ernest. okay the dateability of Ernest. Okay, Erin, what about Ed Ernest? I mean, he is unavailable. Yeah. So there is that. You'd be a homewrecker if you. <laughs> yeah. If you tried. I mean, it's this isn't real. It's just a, this is just conjecture. How I feel about them. Yeah. I I don't know actually. Okay. Maybe I guess he's not as exciting because he's not doing like exciting things. He's just talking about products. Sure. So yeah, I guess not. Um, but he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> what about Hey Vern, it's Ernest, Ernest? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Fun guy. Sweet. Sure. It's very much for me. Yeah. I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> okay. So now that we've done the important work. Oh, wait. But who's number one? Like, who's number one? I mean, oh, I Mary scared stupid. Scared married. Okay. Married. Married. But honestly, Camp Ernest, there's something about him. I think it's just how real he is. Sure. sure. That I, I'm really drawn to Camp Ernest. Well, there you have it, listeners. Erin will never need to talk about which Ernest she would like to date ever again. Because right. we have gotten it all. It will never come up yeah. in future episodes. <laughs> um, there will be no more discussion of arms. Uh-huh. Um, Especially not in the love episode. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of this episode. Right, yeah. No, oh, this is yeah. going to be very... Arms will never come up again, I'm sure. sure. No, no uh, way. No, I'm just kidding. So, moving right along. Boobadoom, boobadoom. So, Film Ernest has had many ladies impact his various film arcs. Sure. The women in Ernest's life. Today, we're going to compare, contrast, and ultimately crown queen... One of these ladies. I like it. Who is the best for Ernest. And we did ask for listener input on this. So uh, we will go through those findings as they are relevant. Sure. First, we will go through each lady in order. And then we will pit them against each other. (laughs) Deathmatch style. Who is first? David. Our first bachelorette. She's a nurse from Camp Kikiki who also knows the power of attorney. Please welcome Nurse St. Cloud. Yay. Oh, Nurse St. Cloud. See ya. Cold, wet nose, color's good. No fever. <laughs> well, come on now, Ernest. You know this isn't going to hurt much. Well, she definitely gets the most down-to-earth Ernest to work with. She? Oh, sure. Okay, so Nurse St. Cloud. Well, she's actually a pretty strong character as far as the love interests go. Not that any of them are weak characters. No, but I think she has the same, in the way that Ernest is a very realistic Ernest in the movie, she also feels like a real person. She doesn't feel cartoony. She doesn't feel out of place in the universe. She is interesting in that she genuinely seems to be friends with Ernest already, Yeah, which is not so much an exception, but it's more that she seems like his only friend yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it seems like Ernest isn't trying to win her over in this one as much as Ernest is trying to win over a lot of the other female leads in a lot of the other movies. Yeah, it's interesting because... Um, or even other people in that movie. Yeah, the yeah. only implication about her being a not-quite-love interest... She's a not-quite-love interest by virtue of the fact that she is female and a featured character right. in her Ernest movie, but also she's not-quite because it's not explicitly romantic... But there is that line where Ernest says, like, when he's on the picnic with her and her grandfather, he says, this is the life, Uh, good food, a beautiful woman. Ah, this is the life, the great outdoors, a beautiful woman, plenty of food, and fire ants. You know, and that's when he kind of just throws it out there. But it, it is interestingly casual, like he is not chasing her. But he sees her. Absolutely. And that's well, intriguing to you me. You know, I feel like it's the kind of thing where I feel like already in the first Ernest feature film, there's a sense of we, we can't give Ernest a love interest. Right. But we'll have like a woman <laughs> who's kind of there and will fill those the story function, needs sort of. for when they're needed. But yeah. we won't be very like um, overtly clear, clear romantic. Cut. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was going to say one of the things I've noticed watching all these movies recently is there's a clear arc of the role of that character becoming mm-hmm. more and more romantic as the movies go on, it feels like. Yes. Yeah. So as the starting point, it feels like we need to put her in there, but we're not sure how audiences are going to react to I a love interest. That's exactly right. Yep. Like if this movie had occurred four years later, mm-hmm. she would just be a love interest, like a straight up love interest. Sure. Rather than, a, than not quite. I also feel like after this movie is over is when Ernest will start sort of trying to woo her. 
as opposed to during the because he's found his confidence because he's found his confidence and he's gotten to a point where he's more stable it's and a good I job. feel like yeah I feel like now it's the point like it almost felt like when it ended you were like oh okay now he's gonna make this moves on this woman because have, prior to the movie yeah. ending she doesn't seem interested at all in him in anything more than as a friend what? are you gonna bring up the scene where she's checking out his arms <laughs> Because that's, I don't know that that's She very... does feel his muscles for an unnecessarily long time. Sure. Yes. I don't know that that's necessarily showing interest in anything she... other than a nicely sculpted pair of triceps. But that goes a long way. Sure. I think you all you need is the little seed. You just need a little seed planted. That being said, though, she clearly no- has known him for a while. And that seed hasn't been planted before. So I, I feel like yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, but I don't think necessarily that that's true. But I Wait, think you don't think that what is true that she necessarily doesn't view him at all romantically romantically. I think the way she interacts with him is sort of like there's so, there's some kind of cautious distance there, mm-hmm. but it seems like a distance that is like a little bit intentional. Like, I think she could. I mean, there's definitely an element of we're both professionals in our job. I think that, that might involves be... kids. <laughs> Like we need to keep is. this. We need to keep this very like professional because because the way she approaches him when she's gonna give him her shot, she has like this weird look on her face when she like approaches him and she's like, "It's time to give you your shot." Also, she touches him unnecessarily, which I took notice of. He says something like, "I'm never gonna be a counselor and I'm never gonna get a chance," and she says, "I'm sure you will." And she puts her hand on his shoulder like with such intent. When women go out of their way to touch a man, I'm just saying there might be something there. And she goes up to him like like she's about to enjoy this interaction. That's how she kind of approached him. Like she had this smile on her face, like whatever he says, gonna be good. See, now that's that's interesting. And we never get this is not the point of this podcast. But I always read that as the actress not being able to keep a straight face around Jim Varney. <laughs> I mean, but that that's but it, valid. But, but, but it, you can read it's that. on screen. You're yeah. right in that it's on if screen. If it's on screen, I can read it. Sure. Sure. And also they have they have a foundation I think for something to grow because they've been they go through some real stuff together. Sure. And she comes to his defense so aggressively. Sure. Like more than she needs to. Ernest is losing everything he cares about. His home, his job, everything. And all you can think about is what you want. And she also tries to prevent him from being hurt at the end. Yeah. She's like, Ernest, you don't have to do this. It's going to be fine. We're going to, we'll figure it out some other way. Yeah. Trying to minimize his body Well, she also has like, we also said that she's the real hero of the movie. I think she has the greatest impact on his arc more than any of the others. She's kind of like Doris. Doris? Yeah, from Dr. Otto. She's like oh, yeah. a woman who's not the main character but is the real hero of the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, Continue. well she gets well she, you know, every time like there's a defeat in earnest, like yeah. she's the one that pulls it back. Sure. Like sure. when the kids poison ivy him, she goes and tears them a new one. Sure. When the when he gets beat <laughs> Sorry, up. Sorry, that was a really funny way to say it. She does. That. And then when the kids when the kids are also like down on him because he got beat up, sure. she goes back to them and is like you're not being fair to Ernest. He really tried for you then she's the one that goes while he's being an idiot blowing things up she goes and gets legal help yeah yeah no while uh paratrooping turtles uh attack a building full yeah, of smoke bombs i feel like she's always like jumping in to save him well i will say this i feel like Ernest and nurse saint cloud genuinely care about each other there's yeah, definitely a there's, history there yeah. and i think there's also the sense that 
what's important to Nurse St. Cloud is important to Ernest and vice versa. just gonna say. Like, the things that are important to her, like, Ernest kind of gloms onto, and the things that are important to him, she kind of gloms onto. I agree with that. Like, he's the only one that bothered to learn the Kikiki sign language. She says, there are only two people here who can communicate with Grandfather. Mm -hmm. It's me and it's Ernest. Sure. That already, to me, that would immediately endear me to just that- Oh, sure. Just them taking an interest in your grandfather- yeah. And caring. It's it's huge. So I could definitely see her developing and I kinda see it towards the end. She definitely cares quite a bit. I, I still maintain that I think that's mostly a friendship thing as opposed to a romantic thing. I'm, it doesn't I'm not saying that it's romantic now. I'm saying it can easily It could be. Okay. It can yeah, yeah. easily turn. And I, I think that you're right that it might be like after the movie. I was gonna say I agree with Dan in that I think yeah. it, it could like it's the movie is setting up for I that. I think the movie sets the know, foundation. I don't know that it necessarily happens in the movie. Right, but I that, would not agree But that, that doesn't necessarily disqualify her from being no. a potential winner of this. Uh, I think there's a strong foundation there, is what I will say. Abs- so, okay, so stamp it. <laughs> chung, chung. Nurse St. Cloud, Very good strong candidate. foundation. Yeah. yeah. All right, who's our next Bachelorette, David? Our next Bachelorette is an ambitious bank teller with lofty goals and a charitable heart. Oh. Say hello to Miss Charlotte Sparrow. Yay, Charlotte. All right. Did you read those books that I gave you? I tried, but they were real tough. There weren't any pictures, and the print was real small. Ernest, you've got to work hard if you want to get ahead. Well, this is interesting. Let's, at this point, turn to our listener feedback, because, Mm. interestingly, Charlotte came up a lot more than I thought. Like, I really didn't consider her much for this when I was thinking about this, but she did quite up a lot. Folks love that Barbara Bush. Looking at the responses on uh, when we asked on Justin Lloyd's page, The Importance of Being Earnest, The Life of Actor Jim Barney, he kind of shared our, our request for choices. Thank you, Justin. And people wrote, Charlotte, Charlotte, Renee, Nurse St. Cloud, Charlotte, Renee, Charlotte, Nurse St. Cloud. Am I having a stroke? What's happening? (laughs) Nurse St. Cloud, Nurse St. Cloud. I mean, it seems like Nurse St. Cloud and Charlotte are kind of head to head on this uh, response. I think that's interesting, but I also wonder how much of that is people not being familiar with the other films Mm. of later era Ernest that have love interests. Interesting, because Jail is very popular. Jail is arguably the most popular Ernest film. You're right. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very. It's very bizarre, because I think it's like, Filmmaking wise, it's probably the loosest, but it, it's. It, I think it played on TV a lot, and people oh. have like it's definitely the wackiest film, and I think a lot of that sticks with people more than something like the genuineness of camp. I've got some more on our page: Nurse yes. Saint Cloud, Miss Flugel, Charlotte, Nurse Saint Cloud, Charlotte. Again, these two seem head to head, but you're right. This might be the familiarity with the films, Camp and Jail, might be. Sure. Probably the two most popular Ernest movies with audiences. Yeah, you know, it's like on the one hand, we did put pictures of all of them and their names, and that does yeah. explain that there are these other people. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, that's the woman from the film I remember most fondly. Yeah. I'll pick yeah. her. Very interesting. Well, let's talk about Miss Charlotte Sparrow. Yes. Uh, Dan, you just saw Jail. What was your impression? I find her her own feelings towards Ernest hard to suss out in this movie. We were confused Chris, about that as well. Our guest Chris and I had very <laughs> high levels of difficulty trying this to was, figure it out. See, this her. was one where I thought it was really just friend. Like she 
he seemed like a project to her. Like, I got to help the guy at my work. Like, he seems like he really wants something. I can help him. Like, that's how I took it. It does do that. But then there are occasional parts where it's almost as if she catches herself falling towards, like, a more romantic feeling. When she invites him out to dinner, she's like, we can go out for dinner. And then it almost, like, in her acting and her facial expressions, it's almost like she catches herself saying that and saying, oh, but just as friends. As opposed to saying it and then clarifying for Ernest, it almost feels like she's clarifying for her own sake. She does seem to have a. I thought the exact same thing. Really? Yeah, I thought this it is was... very. This is very again a, another episode of my own vindication. Again, that's something that, that I felt was correct. <laughs> but I mean, or at least not, think, at least not unfounded. I think she was reacting to his reaction because he immediately was like dinner, and he there was a big mm-hmm. like his eyes went round, like he he faced her very directly, sure, and sure. it was like oh, and I think her clarification was a response to that. Sure. Well, you know what's nice about even as a ridiculous film as Jail is, is that there is still that sort of subtext and room for interpretation. That's true. It's not a movie where characters stand around going, I feel this way. Well, I feel this way. Cool. She did have a weirdly fun time on the date, even though the date was mostly things sticking to <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> Ernest, this is fun. I mean, you're pretty good company. I come from a long line of bon vivants. We're known for our charm, wit, and sparkling dinner conversation. I've been on some weird dates. That is a very bizarre date that they go on, and I don't fully understand the events that transpire. I mean, she definitely did not see it as a date when she was there, I don't think. She kept talking about work. See, now... That again, that's important to her, so... I disagree. I feel like she feels like it's more of a date on the date, but work is like the thing that's most important to her. Yeah, so, so that's, that's what, what she's, she's going to talk about. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. That's how I read it as well. Okay. It's, it's one of those things where, I don't know, I, like that date felt strange in that it was this weird, again, another one of those mixed signals yeah. where like, okay, so you're, you want to talk about business, but you're at kind of a nice restaurant. So yeah. why'd you invite why to this there? place? Yeah. Why are you dressed up in a certain... Well, place? she was wearing her work clothes. Oh, she was I wearing think. her work clothes. Well, let me just say this. As someone who is, uh, let's say, very career-oriented, I definitely fall into the trap way too talking often of about talking on about dates. work right. on dates. But she was talking about her goals, too. Like, she was frustrated. I also felt like she was venting. Like, we're out of the bank. I can talk oh, about sure. how yeah. frustrated Absolutely. I am that I, that Mr. Whatever uh, is not letting me go as far as I want to, even though I've I've been trying, you know? Yeah. I think it was a lot of that, too. But she definitely... I'm sorry. Can we talk about that all of that is true, <laughs> but at the end, Ernest is the one who breaks through the glass ceiling? <laughs> Gosh. Good night, everyone. Jeez. He's getting away. I do think it is a mark against her that she doesn't notice that there's something weird going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, and the fact that she, she seems can't, kind of self-absorbed. She can't always discern yeah. her and uh, or Ernest and Nash rather. I think she's very sweet, but she doesn't seem to have like. It seems like what she wants for Ernest has more to do with her. Mm. She's like, Ernest, you got to try harder. Did you read those books I gave you? Like, it's more like she's trying to make him something that he's Maybe not Maybe she's really... trying to make him into, into a person to a date. Oh, that might be what it is. Like, she has a mild interest, but she he's not quite what she's looking he's for. He's not ambitious enough in exactly. that movie. So she's trying to sort of make him. I kind of got a little mm. bit of that vibe, too. I think I, I could maybe see that being the case. I could also maybe see it being the case that she is like... 
projecting sort of like i almost feel like she might see some of herself in earnest oh, and, and she's, she's like, like trying to oh it's easier for me that. it's easier for me to help this person mm-hmm. because it's easier to give advice to someone else than to listen to it yourself from yourself i kind of did but maybe... I, I definitely get what both of you are saying also yeah but i think that's what puts me off charlotte in terms of her being a love interest is that like i think she very much i think she likes Ernest, but i don't think she quite gets him. I think Charlotte has some things she needs to figure out about herself, herself. first. <laughs> I think you're and right. And then she'll be ready to date in earnest. Yeah, maybe. The other thing I wanted to bring up is she does share a kiss with bad Ernest. I, oh, yeah. And it does have this, she does have like a strange reaction to it because at mm-hmm. this moment she still doesn't know that he's bad That's Ernest. Right. So I think there's a lot in that reaction as to how to suss out her feelings because it's both kind of into it, but also kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's yeah. a really stra- it's a really strange it's not as clear as just like it'll get off me no. and it's not quite like oh I'm so into this. No, there is right. subtext that yeah, there and, is Yeah, you can read that in a number of ways too. I think there's a I think I she think... was mostly surprised, but then there was I think she was very like confused. Yeah, I think but I think she's also confused about her feelings towards no, yeah. Ernest in general. Yeah, I think no, I think you're right. She I mean, doesn't quite but again, is it Ernest or is it Nash and the way Nash carries yeah, himself? And well, I was going to say, like, it feels like if she's, like, starting to catch feels for Ernest, then it's like, oh, Ernest is kissing me. Oh, but this doesn't feel like Ernest. Oh, is this this is weird. Like, like this is, is she out of catching the ordinary. feels for Ernest or Nash? That's what's, like... There's also that. Like, cause I don't he think is... she's catching feeling for Nash at all. Hmm. I think it's... no, yeah, I no, I I think that's true, but there's difference between, like, liking Nash and, like, starting to view him in, like, you know... A romantic uh, sense. Yeah, or, like, a attractive sense because nash carries himself with a lot of confidence that is true and yeah. she at first she does seem to respond to that because she's well, like oh well, she, i'm proud of you like when she he thinks first... that her advice is yeah working. yeah but also she wants Ernest to be that guy i think mm. maybe not specifically nash but to be the guy that to be she, the yeah. more yeah to more ambitious the more direct assertive yeah you know yeah all right so how are we calling it how are we classifying charlotte i am thinking like she, i'm not she's it's not doing it i, do, I just i think she doesn't really get him, and I don't think she can. I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with my original thing, which is once Charlotte figures some things, I think she maybe, needs to, she needs yeah, to take like I don't a think year she's off. Ready? She needs to take like a year off yeah. from dating, get her career things in order, I think figure she's some just stuff not ready out. Ready for a relationship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I. Think. And then, and then come back to it, maybe. Yeah. Like but, I don't, I don't see it never working. Working, but is she good for Ernest? I still, I'm kind of thinking that there's some kind of mismatch there there's something about like i don't know that they gel so much i think they're in similar places where they both want something Mm -hmm. but i don't think as people that they necessarily go together were it not for the fact that they both want to aspire to something more sure i was gonna say i think she's a net positive in his life but not necessarily in his romantic life yeah that's fair that's fair yeah all right well this is very interesting yeah Okay, so already knocking off people. (laughs) I don't think she's gonna be my pick. Sorry, Charlotte fans. She's very lovely though. Mm. All right. Who is our next bachelorette, David? Bachelorette number three is a high school music teacher from Chickasaw Falls who keeps the stars and stripes forever in her heart. Give it up for Miss Flugel. Yeah, Miss Flugel. Ernest, I just came by to say how proud I am of you for finally getting that diploma. Good for you. Well, I couldn't have done it without you, Miss Flugel. <laughs> well, this is a very interesting one. <laughs> have you been saying that about everybody? Yeah. Okay. Well, monsters lead such interesting lives. Ah, uh, Miss Flugel, she's special. I will say, we don't get a lot from Miss Flugel. 
We don't. don't really She's get... not the most um, well fleshed out character. I will say she doesn't really have a huge impact on the arc at all. Like, no, she, she just, doesn't play she, a role. She's kind she's more of, just a crush object. She is more of a catalyst, or in some ways, like mm. I think it seems like she's the goal more than yes. The... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, she's kind of something to add to Ernest's pressures to be something else. Oh, I see what you're saying. So she's more of like an impetus for him to want to yes, keep being smart. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. it's working for him. Like when yeah. she, when he turns into a smart artist, like she gets on board real quick. Yeah. I've never seen so many people. <laughs> a fitting audience for my crowning triumph as drum major to the stars. Don't you think? <laughs> I just hope everything goes all right. Don't you worry your pretty little head about that. That might be a mark against her, mm. that she seems way more into smart Ernest. Although, to be fair, she meets Ernest, like, once. Yeah. And he's yeah, a yeah. student <laughs> right. in high school. But as soon as he's smart Ernest, she's, like, into it immediately. Like, it's very... It's been, it's interesting. My instinct is to say that I could see Miss Flugel being the same kind of situation as Nurse St. Cloud, in that, by the end of the movie, maybe there's, like, potential there. Yeah. However... I feel like the way that she reacts to the noisy motor gag at the ending <laughs> that, where he puts the thing oh. in his mouth, I feel like if she reacted in a way that instead of putting her hands over she, her ears, she like reached for the thing and they like had like a connection moment. Yeah. Like I feel like I could see that being like the start of something. But as it is right now, it's just like, oh yeah, Ernest, you're kind of weird. At the same time, when he put the motor in his mouth to stop it, yeah. she was not like, ew, gross. She was like, oh, yeah, that it worked. Was a, she a fond, smiled. Fondness, she smiled yes. fondly. Yeah. I mean, that's the first time where she sort of introduced to him one-on-one, -on -one, I think. Because they have interaction yeah, before, but that's almost well, their first uh, except date Except for when he way. kind of apologizes. That is true. But <laughs> Which I think, is an awful first date. But I think that, Hashtag, it's better in the tuba. <laughs> I think that is actually, because she asked him out in the movie. Yes. Yep. When he, I think that feels like, not the date, but that's what the movie gives us as the date, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a precursor. And, and then you never like, go on that date. We never see that date. And I assume it happens wrong. after the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, there's a dance, but the dance I don't think ever happens. It, it does. Like the dream after... sequence. <laughs> well, he has a dream sequence. I will say, I think she is the first overt love interest. She is the first. Yes. She is. She marks the period where the movies go from not quite love interest to straight up love interest. And after that, they are all straight up love interests. Correct, ma'am. Yeah, it's also the first time we have very clear, it's not unrequited anymore. It's very- There is something, yeah. There's something coming back from the other There's a mutual side. interest. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, like, even though she does have definitely more of an immediate attraction to Smart Ernest, Smart Ernest is technically still Ernest. Mm. What she likes in Smart Ernest is there on some level. Sure, it's not It's not a uh, Ernest and Nash situation no, where no, they are no. physically and literally two different people. Yeah, no, it's not that. Gotcha. It is yep. she likes this aspect of Ernest that has been amped up to a ridiculous degree. Yep, I follow that. You know, what she likes might still be there, mm -hmm. but it's kind of unclear. I feel it's a little bit weird because he feels so student-y and she feels so like, does a teacher really want to be with a guy that is in high school at 40? I think she might understand that it's sort of like this fluke thing. <laughs> yeah. 
I think which, she gets, and I think I think the really cool. I think the right. understanding towards the end of the film is clearly yeah everyone has realized the sort of mm-hmm. the cheat that's going on with them trying to close the school and all that stuff like yeah, that yeah. stuff gets revealed at the end. So I assume she's smart enough to pick up on that to some right. extent. Sure, sure. Also, he's applying himself. Like it's never too late to become uh, You're right. accredited. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just like, would a teacher be into that? Is what I'm asking. I don't think that's that's too broad of a question yeah, to okay. ask. I think. I think what they have most in common, mm-hmm. where their compatibility lies, yes. is in their kind of mutual innocence. Sure. They're both very kind of, I think, old-fashioned romantic, like sure. Lauren said, in a, like a Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers sort of way. Yep. Like, that's the kind of romance. This is a very specific kind of romance. Well, I think they also share a passion for music, and I think they mm-hmm. share- Does Ernest have a passion for music? Uh, in the way that he talks with great enthusiasm- about like the uh, stars and stripes forever. Uh, like I don't know that it's. I don't think that's something that will carry over to normal Ernest though. I think that's a case of brain accelerated Ernest being the expert in every class that he's in, and she glommed onto it. In other classes, sure. When he's talking about that song, he's not talking about it in the sense of like I know a bunch of things about like fun facts about the history of that yeah. song. He's saying it in a way that like, like it feels important and American and like yeah. there's like a pride there and like a sense of something. Well, he's definitely patriotic. I mean, Ernest sure. is extremely American. Right, but what my point is like I don't feel like taking away the smartness would take that away. It just allows him to in the way that his brain is sort of more organized, it allows him to say it in a very eloquent and like impressive way i guess i think what i'm saying about that is that i think that's more patriotic and about learnedness and not so much about music because i don't think Ernest has ever displayed a passion for music that's fair so maybe it's less about music and more about um just conviction yes yes it's more like an actually thing passion in general well imagine that Um, (laughs) you're not showing enough conviction people right it's kind of like that i think i mean he does in like a scene or two later put on a beret and a a drama teacher that appealing and i suppose conviction might be something that they're both into well and the other thing i was going to say was not only does he have a passion in that instance but he also has a passion for the kids he cares about the kids of the school and i think she does too She's not like outrightly rejecting the band just because it's terrible. She's not snapping her wand and walking away because she had a bad teaching day. I think I think we can assume that she cares about the kids, but I think we get so little That's of Miss Flugel that sure. she's just kind of hard to read. She's too. not in a lot of the movie, and I think they yeah. portray her. I think the reason we kind of feel they belong together is I think the movie, maybe how she's shot, maybe it's how she's dressed, maybe mm. it's just the, the zeitgeist of that yeah. of that time. Is that she's she's the teacher and she kind of is almost shot like <laughs> yeah. that kind of like that nineties like oh teachers stink yeah. so in that in the sense that she's sort of like removed from the students I think Ernest is similarly removed and in that sense they kind of share this kind of not yeah. isolation but like they're in a separate space yeah 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 hmm. that's interesting interesting I think there's just not much to go on I think you're right Lugel. about that yeah I think their relationship to me seems more like puppy lovish. Mm. But I don't know that it would be a sustainable thing. That's fair. Oh. So it'd be more like you a know? fling? Like a very innocent fling. Sure. And then they were just kind of... But I think Ernest like needs something that she, I don't know that she can give because I don't know her well enough. But I yeah. think Ernest... like. If I'm going to match up somebody with Ernest, it's going to be somebody that plays to his strengths. Sure. And like really encourages like pushes him like helps him be his best earnest and doesn't want to change him like it's not necessarily want to change him because you want you do want your partner to push you right in good ways yeah but i guess i'm looking for something that i don't know compliments him more i'm just going to say what i think we've already said which is that we don't have enough enough information 
Stamp it. We don't have enough information. All right. Undecided. Who's the next bachelorette? She's a lottery ticket vendor with a weakness for the finer things, and she's hoping to get lucky in love. Ooh. It's Irma Teradiddle. Oh, Irma, yay! Well, Irma, I think we've we said a lot about Irma. Holy <laughs> crap, have we said a lot about Irma? What yeah. we said about Irma, Dan, was that she is the most overtly sexual love interest. Believe it or not. She is, yeah. But Irma, uh, what about your grandmother? Lucky for us, her pox scabbed over. Yeah, <laughs> Lucky scabs. When I'm close to you like this, my heart beats so hard. Can you hear it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a bit weird. <laughs> it's, and it's one of the first times I think that we feel Ernest, like, Ernest feels a lot more interested in her than oh. he has in past. Even before they even get together, in past movies, he seems, like, interested, but almost in, like, a puppy love kind of way. This one feels like a full-on, like, crush. Yeah, he's definitely, it's established like when the first time we see them together that he already has this crush yeah. and he's kind of pining for her. Mm -hmm. In a way that I don't think he does for past. No, uh, we uh, don't know. She's the first like, yeah, he's definitely has a crush at the beginning of the movie and it's like, this is a thing that's been going, he's been feeling this way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is the first time that that has happened. Like all the others is kind of like, oh, maybe this could be a thing. Like, or, you know, or he hasn't considered it all that heavily yet, but it's like, you no, know, he's just... Crushing on Irma Teradiddle. Yeah. No, I I think the reason I was just quiet for a moment was because I was trying to remember all of the weirdness that happens in that movie centered um, around their relationship. You know, I think this is kind of a sad case where, like, there could have been something there, but then... Okay, we need to clarify. Circumstance kind of... <laughs> we definitely need, we need to clarify because I don't know to clarify something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let's answer Dan's question all to right, what, what happened. What, what do you mean What you don't know what happened? Well... <laughs> I mean, I understand that you, I understand why you're asking Cause that. Because she started off as a normal human being, right? Yes. Okay. You, uh, you thinking about going to see the guys play? Well, I don't really like basketball that much, Ernest. Unless there's somebody playing who I really like. Um, say, how come you're not playing, Ernest? And at the end of the movie, she's something else. <laughs> That's I accurate. think she's still human at the end. Well, I don't know. You like, think she might have turned into the supernatural realm? I think she could have. I don't. I don't. That's the thing. I don't really know. She's been so so tainted no. and tainted. I was gonna say the. Um, I think the problem with her is sort of the opposite problem with with Miss um, Flugel. We have that too much. We have too much information about her. We know too much about what like she's gone through, and I. It's hard to judge whether after she's gone through this whole thing, is she gonna like? What? Where are we now? Interesting. That kind well, of ties into the question I was going to ask in terms of clarification. Uh -huh. Which stage of Irma are we trying to set I up with Ernest? I don't think we should distinguish because in this case, there was not like technology that made her different. There was not. This is a there choice. Was a, there was a minion of Satan yeah, but, involved. But, but he didn't make her do anything. He just brought he those feelings out of her. things and she took him up on them gladly. This was definitely sure. a choice. Sure. Absolutely. And she definitely made distinct choices. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You know, like, she did not have to say, yeah, I'll call Ernest and pretend, or, like, say that I'm busy, like my grandmother is like, no, she wanted the things. Yeah. And even in the, there is a hint she in the beginning. She wanted all of the things. In the beginning, when we were first introduced to her, she is kind of, like, weirdly, like, smelling a lottery ticket, or she's scratching off a lottery ticket, like, wistfully, like, maybe this time. Like, she, she does already have an established, like, dream of winning the lottery. Okay. And okay. It, it's implied that she's a lottery ticket salesman because she loves lottery tickets so much. Which is interesting. But she's a decidedly different person at the end of the movie. 
I don't think she is. No, I mean, not maybe not different, but she's like cartoonishly exaggerated. I think what she was before. I think it's it's and, similar to what happens to Ernest and Ernest goes to school, where's that he was accelerated by technology, but she was accelerated by just a thing that ha- she was basically she was tempted. This is a yeah. kind of thing. This is like a biblical thing where she was tempted and she like fell, like she did not resist at all. She went with it, and sure, I don't think it changed her. I but, think it was there and it brought it out. But see, I almost forgive her more. I don't not forgive her. Let, let me Go ahead. finish my thought. I almost forgive her more because it's not technology. Because really? Well, because technology, it's affecting what's in Ernest's brain, yeah. but it's not affecting his personality at its core. It's playing certain things up and playing down other things, but he is still Ernest. Yeah. So I think in the way that like he's dealing with technology and that's weird and different and it changes him to a degree, uh-huh. she's dealing with like dark forces. Yeah, but and like that seems more it makes her more mutable and more like of a victim, I guess. I I will hard disagree here. Okay. Because I think a very big point of that film mm-hmm. and now I have to bring out the as a Christian thing because it's such a Christian film. Sure. I think what they're presenting to you is very much about choice. Sure. And you are never made like you okay, are okay, never I understand what you're saying. I understand like what you're saying. they are not you are presented with a temptation. Mhm. But they're not giving you like a drug. You don't have an inhibitor I in you. Saying. You're yep. not. No, they're they're doing the inception thing. It's just. I got gotcha. you. They're putting it on a platter in front of you, and mm-hmm. you can take it or leave it. And it's kind of a more extreme example. Sure. But as far as she knows, he is just a rich guy presenting an option to her, willing to bribe her. Sure. I don't think he actually has the power because of the themes in the movie, because I'm taking it as a Christian view. Right, right, right. I don't think he has the power to influence her susceptibility or anything. I think it's purely choice. I think most people are not so overtly presented with a choice like that. I guess that's part of what I'm saying. But it is kind of like winning the lottery. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because you just suddenly have a ton of money. Yeah. Does that sometimes affect people in really weird ways? Yeah, all the time. Sure. And also, I think, I believe that you are never tempted beyond your ability to resist. But that's just, again, mm-hmm. I'm taking the Christian yeah, I perspective. Think, I'm, I think my interpretation of the movie is, I guess, let's say more secular. Yeah. Um, and but it, I do understand where you're coming from. And again, what we what Cindy said at the end of that episode is true. I don't think Irma is not human at the end. I think she's still Irma. And I think what our guest Cindy pointed out was the fact that he is still tempting her. He's kind of still like literally yeah. dangling it. I think that indicates that she still has a chance yeah. because he still has to do that. Oh, yeah. You know, so the yeah, fact yeah. that he still has to continually tempt her means that she always She hasn't has... won yet. She hasn't no. like, she's not over that. No, no, no. Yet. She has still has the ability to pull away and he's still aware that he can lose her if he doesn't keep doing this. Yeah. I'll say so this much it's about might She might change her mind later but we don't know i'll say this much about her she is a fan of Ernest prior to being tempted she goes to the game and she actually says i think i wrote it down i only go to games if someone i like is playing yeah yeah so there's i mean there's clearly something there well this is what i was saying at the beginning like this is a kind of a sad case where circumstances kind of affected the natural progression of this relationship yeah where like they could have maybe gone on a date and everything but like 
her ultimate weakness was kind of enticed and she went with it. Sure. She like she wanted the lottery more than Ernest, basically. Which, you know, I get. But it's kind of sad that like, you know, like you start dating this like really nice person and they win the lottery and they change almost... and like they start acting weird and it's just it just kind of interferes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of really sad because I do think that he liked her and she liked him, but when he told her to leave because she was not good for him anymore, it, it was like sad. It almost yeah. feels like their entire relationship was accelerated due to both their choices, both mm-hmm. the inter, uh, interference by both the outside parties. Yeah. yeah, Their entire relationship was put on like high speed mm-hmm. for the course of a movie, whereas that probably would have played out yeah. a lot slower and it might have ended the same. It, I mean, I'm thinking it probably would have ended somewhat the same way because their goals are so different. I think, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So rather than having that happen over the course of months, that happened over the course of a week's possibly. Yeah, or maybe movie. like the, the natural like up and down and conclusion of their relationship was accelerated to a ridiculous degree, but might have just still gone that same way anyway. Sure. Like they just might have split off because, yeah, they had different things. I mean, Ernest was definitely never interested in money. No, or if he was at all, it was because he felt like he was supposed to be because that's what a basketball player is. I think he was more craving the respect, the adoration. I don't think it was ever about how much money he had. It was always about like, well, people think I'm great now. Yeah, that's true. And her, like, she just wanted like nice stuff. Like she got really excited just by this little shawl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you know. I think it's the basketball lifestyle thing where he knows he, like, he sees the the image of like Jordan or like Rodman or like basketball star has to check these boxes. And one of those That's boxes is opulence. Say, yep. One of those boxes is yes. being rich. One of the, especially in the nineties, so these we had these certain ideas of what professional athletes were going to act uh-huh. like. Yep. And that, so he does all those right. things. And that that is definitely what accelerated her attraction to him is because now you add money plus earnest, and that made him like irresistible to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of that said, in a certain way, maybe it's less sad. Because that relationship was compressed into like five days or whatever, instead of being over months, you know. Ernest has time to move on, realize that she is not the correct person for him, and then uh, date somebody else in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of figured out that relationship out, like... Yeah. And and that's a very interesting... Like, you're right. Like, it's like a real-world relationship, Dan, that is just heightened by, like, crazy outward forces, but basically plays along in sort of the same arc that it would have. Angels and demons toying with humanity. Yeah, maybe it's better that they just figured that out very quickly. Sure. He did not realize how interested in money she was. Uh, I didn't realize how interested she was. Man, I guess she was really into it. Yeah. She was really into it. She was very into it. I was just going to say- But she's a lovely lady. I was just going to say, I think the real love story- (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm just saying she's a gorgeous woman. She was very beautiful. Uh, I mean, she is a gorgeous woman. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, I'm just saying that I love Stevie Valance and she she was very engaging to me. She's very entertaining- I, and we, she might be the most one of the more entertaining love interests to me. We can say this: the performance is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, she yeah. is not correct. Her character is not correct for Ernest. No. Yeah. I was just gonna say, uh, I think the real love story in that movie is between Doctor Love and Will. Oh, wait, is that is that Dr. the ball guy, yeah. the guy who injures himself, <laughs> trying to impress Doctor? Trying love. to impress Doctor Love. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Willie ever got with Doctor Love. No, I don't think. I don't. I think Doctor Love is ungettable. To be I honest, I think she is unattainable, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, that's fair. Doctor Love. She is oddly into Ernest in one scene. I think she says some line to him that's this kind of. This guy is unbelievable. Yeah, there's some kind of like, but maybe that's <laughs> well, just Doctor her. Doctor Love likes basketball. You I mean, there's a guy being really good at basketball. He has great arms. You know how you're not going to. You respond? don't need to do a lot of convincing with Aaron to make this idea. Come <laughs> Any across. woman I can see falling for Ernest, just because like. And you have. It's easy. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Look, I'm a normal person. I just want to say that. That's not staying in the episode. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's not like I w- I popped out of the womb being like, I love Ernest. Like, I have a woman who fell for Ernest. It's sure. a thing that can happen. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Moving on. Who is Bachelorette number five? Our next Bachelorette is a Wana Waffle waitress from Deacon County, Ohio, and she's got a thirst for adventure. Mm-hmm. Illinois Smith style. Meet Renee Loomis. Oh, Renee. You're just a small town ordinary schmo. Just like me. We're both just ordinary schmoes. I don't have to be a small town ordinary schmo. I could change. Wow. Okay, Renee. Well. I feel like you've been saying wow <laughs> about every single woman on this list. Because there's a lot to unpack with all of no, them. They're it's all just... huge. Ca- like, I mean, after Nurse St. Cloud, they all become very broad characters. Especially, mm. oh, I would yeah, say like especially Renee. Yeah. Renee, is, Renee. She's is, a very broad and character. And she's also in most of the movie. She's well, in... she's essentially the female Ernest, and this is essentially the romantic comedy of the Ernest films. Sure. Along with being the international adventure. So, yeah, this is a big one. This is the one where it's like, are they going to get together or not? You know, when the movie makes their whole journey, like, it's a big deal. It's yeah. the center focus the center of, of, the, of, the, of the Their movie. relationship, yes, yeah. is, the, is the focus of the movie. So we have a lot to sort of base our, yeah. our decision on. Sure. So she starts off as a waitress, and she eventually goes on this adventure with him. Mm-hmm. And her whole thrust in the whole movie is about adventure yeah. and about raising her station, but not even in terms of being more successful as a waitress, but just exploring the world. Kind of being more worldly, and, yeah. yeah. All those kinds of things. And in a weird way, Ernest is the conduit to that in this movie. Mm-hmm. He kind of fulfills her arc, where a lot of times the women are a component in Ernest's arc. They are both components in each other's arcs in this movie, I will say. As they both I, propel each other. As I believe someone very smart named Dan said in our actual episode, they made her the female Ernest, she- but they forgot <laughs> to make him the male Ernest. Well, she is definitely the female Ernest. She and, is the love yes. interest that is most similar to Ernest himself. Right. No, but I think the way that you're describing her arc being informed by Ernest mm-hmm. in the way that Ernest's arc is informed by the other women that mm-hmm. we've talked about previously, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's interesting that <laughs> she is now. Okay. So this is Ernest and love. Uh-huh. I feel like I feel more compelled to talk about is Ernest right for Renee and not so wow. much is Renee right for Ernest? Whoa. I had a similar thought to that because it's hard to you gauge know? her love because who she's pitted against in this movie mm-hmm. is sort of a watered down version of Ernest. That's my whole thing. And that's part of why I asked at the start, are we talking about Ernest writ large? Or are we talking I about would... specific movie Ernests and their love interests? I think we can definitely com- use the movie that she's in, Africa Ernest. We can definitely say Africa Ernest. But I think he is close enough to film Ernest writ large that we can still kind yeah. of go by Africa Ernest. He's he, just tweaked slightly. He gets a little too Lance Sterling at times for my taste, but I think you're right. But, you know, there's interesting. I was rewatching her scenes with um with Ernest and like after. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded like you sat down with Ernest and you were rewatching <laughs> Renee's scenes. I wish. We were, we and me and Ernest were watching. <laughs> Now I was watching um, her interact with Ernest, and yep. you know he asked her out. She said no. Mm-hmm. Gave her the yo-yo gift, which again Unique. is more of a gift that Ernest would like rather than something he thought about her liking. 
Which is interesting because if she is the female Ernest, you'd think she would like it, but she doesn't. But continue. That doesn't being the female Ernest doesn't mean you literally like all the things that Ernest likes. It's more of like a broader like character thing, you know, okay. the, the, yeah. his characteristics, yep. not necessarily yep. all his likes and dislikes. No, this is good. I feel like we're helping to cement my my view here. So she says no. She walks away, and then who was the Betty? Right? Betty comes over and Betty. tries to comfort Ernest. Say, I'm sorry. I thought she would, you know, be receptive. And he says, Oh, it's okay. No, she's right. I am a small town schmo. And he says, When we were kids and we went trick or treating, like I only went on my own few- block or something. But I was like, Wait. When he says we, does he mean him and Renee? Like, did they grow up? together and go trick-or-treating like for the first time it struck Lila as like maybe they've both been in the small town their whole lives and they've known each other for a long time they do make Mm -hmm. a big emphasis on how small town they are and it's possible that they've known each other for an extremely long time i didn't get that at all i thought i think he's just a guy who frequents the wanna waffle okay both for waffles and for For her yeah okay but they're both portrayed as so provincial at the beginning of the movie I think it's a fair assumption that they've both been there their whole lives. There must be more than this provincial life. That's what Renee wants, yeah. yeah. Renee is like that. She wants adventure in she the great white somewhere. Here's the thing, and we've discussed this at length in, in our Africa episode, so I'll say this. They're very similar. I think Renee's arc in this movie is that she craves adventure and everything, but and I think her arc is actually to realize that what she wants is a down-to-earth kind of normal guy. Mm-hmm. And her arc is partly to realize that that's what she wants and partly to help Ernest realize that that's not what he is. Like at the end, she says, you know, actually, I'm dating like this small town guy. She's like, I want something, you know, someone kind of more ordinary. And Ernest's like, but I'm ordinary. And she's like, actually, Ernest, you're not. Yeah. And I think she's right. This goes into Dave's theory about it being a prequel to Ernest. So then it becomes the same question I have about Irma is are we are we analyzing her after this adventure is over mm. or before this adventure has begun because Irma hasn't changed I think we got a Irma's Kina. been like elevated in her in her characteristics but Renee is like a changed person in her point of view at the end of the movie Well mm. just because your point of view changes doesn't mean that you changed mm-hmm. I think you just realized something about yourself and I think that's what happened with Renee like she had this craving or she thought she did or she thought and it was actually just a craving. Or she because she had her taste for it. Or she thought that this is what she was supposed to want or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like because she did read all the Illinois Smith, you know. Or she oh, watched she, the movies. She watched the movies. Yeah. And she was kind of fantasizing about that. But I think then once she had that adventure, she realized mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not actually what I need. Well, now see, this again goes back to my original question. Ernest goes to Africa, Ernest. Definitely not an ordinary schmo. I don't think any of them are. How would you feel about Camp Ernest and Renee? Um, I think because he's a little bit more like he's he's definitely like, as we said the well, most realistic. But Ernest. he but he still does the inventions and he still like is like let's build this big contraption and like blow up the camp and everything. He still has that in him. Like he's still. Sure. It's still it's, in he's there. Still, he's still, it's even not if, even hyped if, up. Even if that's not what the movie's journey is, it's there's still that's, that there. Yeah. All right, I'll buy that. He, I'll buy that. He's still the wacky contraption. Like <laughs> he is the wacky contraption. He is bigger than his surroundings. He's I don't know. He's like it's not as amped up, but yeah, I think that's still in him. And it's weird with campers. I almost think like I just don't see them having. 
a connection. Mm-hmm. And I think the connection that they have in Africa is the adventure thing, but then it turns out to be it's not her endpoint. It's a thing she needed to go through. Sure. Like some relationships are kind of ultimately meant to help you grow, but they're not the end game. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that might be... See, yeah, it's weird because, like, when I watched the movie, I was like, Renee is it. Like, she's the female Ernest. They should be together. But now I'm like, wait, maybe Renee's arc is that she realized that's not what she needs, and they might just be too similar. I was going to say that exact thing. I think she is the female Ernest for sure. I don't think you necessarily want to date a female version of yourself. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, you want someone that compliments you, not that is a car. I mean, this is a blow. Like, because. Wait, in what way? Because I was like, really, like, Ernest and Renee, when we watched Africa, I was like, yeah, why are they not together? But now that I've thought about that, like, yeah, yeah, I think they're too similar and I was wrong. I don't like that. We do have to bring up... <laughs> you don't like being wrong? No. <laughs> we do have to bring up the fact that she does, in the movie, Catch kind of field. go after him yeah. in a way and try to get him to sort of rise above his... Not rise above his station, but fill a certain kind of role that she Ascend has for him. Mm-hmm. ideal that she has. In, her, in the same way well, that... she's like, can you be like Illinois Smith right now? Like, in the same way that we, we talked about... Um, Charlotte? Charlotte wanting, mm-hmm. to, wanting to build Ernest into something he might not him, currently be yeah. at the time. But the difference was it was Charlotte building him up into something he wanted to be. This was Renee building himself into something she wanted him to be. You you got it. Yeah, I think you're right. So is that, think... does that work as well? And is that yeah. thing that she wants to build him up ultimately what he becomes in other movies? He, I mean, he still be, he becomes more adventurous, but not more adventurous to that extent. I don't think that Renee wanted to make him adventurous, though. I think she just realized that he was. She was just kind of like, Ernest, what? Like, no, he's not adventurous. But then once they were stuck on the adventure and he demonstrated that, she was like, oh. You were awfully brave out there today. Oh, shucks, that was nothing. I, I always carry that kind of equipment in case anything like this ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean the firewood. I mean, when you saved me. He's adventurous. I'm into this. Oh, and like, can you do that yeah. again? It was mm. more kind of like that kind of thing. Like, can you do that again? Because I was really into it. Like, when you did it it's also as the old thing. lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> can it was, I took it as that. She was not trying to make him that. I think he demonstrated that he was that. And she kind of went, oh, I like that. Can you be exactly this? Can you kiss me now because I'm into this? And he was like, nah. That's the other interesting part is the fact that when she realizes that in him, he ultimately rejects her. But he's kind of being a clueless dude. Yeah, because because he's being clueless. But the weird part is prior to that, he was so into her. We've established him as being so into her that when he starts fulfilling that role as being this more adventurous guy and rising to the occasion... That romance isn't at his forefront anymore. He's no longer thinking about that. He's, his mind is on other is, things. He is he is caught up in the adventure, I think, and that's why he missed it. But yeah. I, I think in that instance, she might have just distracted him by mentioning a movie he liked. Oh, okay. And then he, he like, <laughs> well, no, but I was think was thinking about the dang, movie, dangling a shiny object. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. I think. I think. He, I think you're right in that they both get caught up in it. For her, it's what she's always wanted. Mm-hmm. For him, it's something he didn't know was possible. New, yeah, yeah. He never thought he would be this. Right. do this and he's discovering all this about he's like whoa whoa like I'm getting out of these situations I survived the crocodile attack I broke into this like mansion and I rescued Country the girl club, yeah. I did it I did it and it's like Ernest we, we have some like, other movies you should yeah, watch yeah Ernest actually you are amazing I don't know <laughs> the, if you knew this the Ernest family album and he's, he's like I keep winning I got her out of this thing I wow this is the first time I've ever dressed yeah. as Auntie Nelda <laughs> and it really it really worked, worked. <laughs> 
Oh, very interesting. Okay, All so, right, so so I'm giving too similar. I'm giving a solid no to Renee. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Wow. The hard pass comes on the romantic movie, like the or the or at least the most overtly like sure romance you know, movie. Here's the thing: I don't think you necessarily want a person very similar to yourself. I don't think you want necessarily another you. Sure, but I think someone very similar to you could work. Could this relationship it could work? Now, could this relationship work? I think it actually could. If she was into it, I think they actually could function as like some kind of power couple, but it seems like she's figured out that that's not what she wants. So I mean, that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah, I mean, it's like saying like it could work if she wanted something different. Yeah. <laughs> so, but she doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, but like I'm saying like could they function as a couple? I think so, but I think it would be like a very fiery relationship where they would be butting heads a lot, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've seen couples like them in real life where they're like very oh, similar is... and they're very like anyone I know. No, I don't think kidding. so. Like they're both are ambitious or they're both like goal oriented or they're both mm-hmm. very fiery personalities. They are drawn to each other's fire, but then it kind of like explodes a bit and sure. it kind of doesn't end well. It or... almost becomes too competitive. Combative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it go. becomes combative, but it, it also can become competitive in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it works great. Sometimes their powers combined is like they com- accomplish amazing things. And then sometimes it causes conflict. Right. I think they would have to work at it, but it could work. But that's just not what Renee's realized that she needs. So they would need to call in Dr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> Help them out. You're listening to the helpline on Whoosh. I'm saying if they were already in a relationship, they could save it. But they're not, so let's I guess it's a no. But it kind of hurts me to say that because I do think they could work, but Renee's kind of telling me no, so I guess no. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. Ernest, there's he's got, he's got five others. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone better for Ernest. Well, and we've still got one more. Uh... All right. So, who is our our last but maybe not least uh, Bachelorette? Bachelorette, David. <laughs> our final Bachelorette is an up and coming news reporter for Channel 3 News, and she's hoping to make headlines. Please welcome Cindy Swanson. Yay! All right, Cindy Swanson. Army. We haven't been saying the titles of any of the movies, I'm sure. But, you know, We're going you guys can get it. We're going chronologically with the movies that have love interests. So. Yes. Cindy Swanson. Thank you. I'm Cindy Swanson. I know you're Cindy Swanson from Channel 3 in the States. I, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> and you are? No, oh, Private Ernest T. Worrell. At ah. your service. At ease, Worrell. Well, we've. she's the last love interest that we discussed, Dave. Yeah. You weren't on this episode, Dan, but I kind of landed on, I just was not feeling this at all. You weren't? No. I felt that he was just way too old for her. Like, they just seemed at weirdly different life stages. Like, he was kind of like, I'm too old to enlist. He was very, like, settled where he was, and she's just, like, starting her career. There was a lot of that. She's gunning for that INNI position. They just seemed that, it's not just the number, it's not just the fact that he kind of looks like he could be her father, Mm -hmm. but also just the life stages they seem at seem, like, opposing. No, he seems like he's already lived a bunch. She seems like she's up and coming. starting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was off-putting to me. But she is the only one who, like, like kisses him. That's what is... And we discussed this, too. That oh, it's, boy, have we. It's weird. It's or, or rather, it's not weird. It's interesting that she is the <laughs> one that kisses him. I feel like you just took a page from Mrs. Simon Simmons. What an interesting <laughs> blend of liquids. Gosh. Well, I think it's it's interesting <laughs> because... Because I think they have the least chemistry out of all the couples, and yet she's the one that kisses him. But I said to Dave, 
I think the reason she kisses him is not because she wants to kiss him. It felt like she was playing out like It felt like she was rewarding him for what he had done. Yeah. It was a it was a it was an oddly I mean, I think that's a nineties thing in general. That's one of those yeah, things where those sure. kind of movies have that where like the guy quote unquote gets the girl but doesn't really. It's just he gets the kiss, essentially. <laughs> I almost feel like it started in the nineties and is continuing to now where there's like this thing of like emotional payoffs not being earned. And they're just there because that's what happens in that type of story. So in Cindy's mind, like, oh, we just went on this adventure. This is how the story plays out. This is what my role is. I think she was kind of like, I'm the lowest lane. It was part of her kind of ambition. I'm the lowest lane. I'm with the hero. And like, now I'm going to give him the hero's kiss because like, that's me. Man of Steel is definitely a movie that that happens in (laughs) where it is totally unearned. You're right. So that's what it came off as to me. It's like she didn't kiss him because she wanted to. She kissed him because she felt that that was the thing to do. Like, all right, definitely this is the guy that I should kiss. I should, you know, I'm going to put all my cards here because he just did some awesome thing. But then she was immediately (laughs) brought back to reality as soon as she kissed him. She was like, wait. This doesn't work. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, what in the name of all that is holy are these lip peelings? (laughs) Oh, I I get that. My lips peel. (laughs) Not to that extent. <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. They don't peel like that. Is no, what okay, not like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think my lips again, split. Again, it's, it's poison. Peel, I- it's poison oh. ivy again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody's lips peel like that. No. As well, far I mean, as I can a, tell, I, I sort of just bought that as like, oh, it's a cartoon version of this thing. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, all right. We were very um, baffled by the lip. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. My, I, we're maybe, like, maybe I should go see a doctor. No, no, don't work that way. But do they? No, not the no. I the fact that it's one. I feel very self conscious about my own now. The fact that it's one giant peel is the comical version right, of it. Right, right, okay, obviously. sure. But li- I think lips do peel, and especially in warm, Yes, you're absolutely right on that, yes. Um, uh, what I was going to say But is, I think also that the second reason that that kiss happens is for that gag. Oh, for sure. So I don't know that we can take it as this woman is super into earnest so much as like, A, we need this gag. The script told her to. And then yeah. B, she feels that this is her role to fulfill. It's weird. It's like sort of 90s thing of like, you've earned something. I yeah. have nothing. Like, what I else do I have to, to give offer. you? Hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's an oddly, it's the misogyny of the '90s in a lot of ways, where it's just like, what yep. else? Can, what else is this character going to offer? Yeah. Except a kiss. Because it's also establishes what Ernest wants. I guess she wants a girlfriend. But uh, this is another thing. You're setting where, the bar pretty low. I have to is, say, this is one, another one of the things where maybe the person that you're kind of crushing on hard is not the person. Like maybe that's oh, sure. too much of a fantasy because he's crushing on Irma in Slam Dunk Ernest, and it turns out that that's not the person. And he's crushing hard on Cindy, watching her on the news. Yep. Gosh, I wish I had a girlfriend. Hi, this is Cindy Swanson reporting for Channel. Cindy Swanson. Oh. And I think it's the same thing, where it turns out that the person that Ernest is crushing on really hard is more of a fantasy than anything, but real world doesn't really work. The thing that I found baffling was, when it starts, you sort of see her, the film basically posits her as like, she's going to be a love interest because we see him have a crush on her, we cut to her, we know they're going to come together. During all their daring escapes, there's no romance in any of them. It doesn't feel like like they Indiana barely. Jones I tell you, they don't have chemistry. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, but that's that's what makes the kiss even weirder because you'd think that by the end he would grow as a person and realize like his feelings were misplaced or something like that. But he, he still kind of doesn't react. Like, well, he wild. chases after her. Yeah, he either needs to realize yeah. his feelings are misplaced. Or they need to have enough screen time action together for there to 
be a connection that develops, and yeah. then that makes the kiss make sense. It can start with them sort of her sort of not being into him, and then her growing feelings for him, or vice versa. It could that could happen, but in all their daring escapades, getting out of the camp, getting recaptured, well, they're getting, really they're, they're just really kind of butting do- heads like during all their things. Like she's usually like yelling, "Come on!" Like, "Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Ernest, let's go, let's go." Ow. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when he's over the tent, she's like, he's like, doesn't this hurt your knees? She's like, no, stop being such a sissy. Or like, keep your head up real high. Okay. Oh, Ernest, you coward, get up. She's like, come on, Ernest. That's like, oddly similar to like Renee in Africa in a lot it of is. ways. It is. I also felt that Ernest's friend, uh, uh, Army Ben, Sarge. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Ben Koski. John Cherry. Has a girlfriend of some sort in the bar. <laughs> oh, God. But oh, he finds, that he finds like, Attractive. Not necessarily attractive, but he sees that as like, if I join the army, I could get this. Yes, I could get yeah, something yeah, like this. You're right. Yeah. A woman named Definitely. A woman named Baby. Baby. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like that's sort of his misguidedness in the whole movie is like he wants the him. army means these things. Yeah. And those things don't end up being accurate. And one of those things happens to be a like finding a love. Yeah, he does say explicitly, like, I wish I had a girlfriend. Yeah. And then he's focusing on Cindy on the TV. Yeah. So I think it is a more of a role fulfilling thing. Like he he feels this this hole in his life. Yeah. He wants to fill it. He sees her. He is drawn to it. But I think in real life, it turns out to not be quite right. It's odd for such an aged character. Not aged. That sounds He's wrong. a little, he's for, getting there. For, for someone who feels older and more established, mm-hmm. that want is very like teenagery. That makes me a little sad. Because, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a very kind of sort of simple yeah. want where it's like, when you're a teenager and you feel like, oh, I want a girlfriend, you you gravitate towards one idea of like this person, and it almost feels like a like a high school crush where this person is going to fulfill that role, and they're going to be everything I need, and it's going to everything's yeah. going to work out. Yeah, that's and you're willing exactly to do those is. weird things to fulfill that. That's what it is. Is she's going to be what I need? Yeah, to, yeah. And she isn't. No, she's got a lot of. She seems more like Charlotte to me. Where I I think they're very similar in the sense that they both seem very like career minded, and that's kind of where their focus is. Yeah. They're going to be focused on themselves and like propelling themselves forward for a while. And there isn't really room for Ernest there. They do seem But both, I think even more so with Cindy. They do seem both like a certain like 90s character type of feminism uh, career woman. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Like they're I mean, Cindy even more so for sure. Like she's yeah. going to be going places and yeah. I don't think she's going to be waiting for Ernest around. Yeah, she's even more sort of Lois Laney than. Definitely. Especially yeah. if you watch the Superman animated series. She reminded me a she, lot of that Ernest. She Lane, definitely. That, that Lois Lane specifically. Yeah. The other thing I was going to bring up was at the end of that movie, she walks away with the guy from I N N I. Yeah. And there's a sort of weird, almost like flirty exchange they have. Like, oh, what? I don't know. Where he I says, like, that. I'd like to have you on my station. She's like, we should talk about it. And it's a really, it's it's probably well, like innocently says, like, motivated. And it's probably not supposed to be read that way. But yeah. almost like the reads of both those characters felt a little too flirty. And I thought I, for a second, hmm. I was wondering, is this something she, is she just enamored with INNI? Or is this, <laughs> or does she actually like the the anchor? I don't know. I forgot the guy's name, the British Frank guy. Frank Williams or Fred, Frank Williams? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I, I think she just, he said, we'd like to have a place for you at the station. And she's like, well, how long have you been at your job? Like, she's going to take his job. Yeah. So I don't know that I read that as her being interested in, in, in him, him, but it's definitely the job. Yeah. I think she is just focused on the job at yeah. that point and building herself. Yeah. She's got aspirations and she's going to bulldoze through whatever she needs to do to get there. And I can respect that. 
You know, it's just, is it is she right for Ernest? I really don't think so. I don't think no. she's going to give him anything that he needs. She's not going to put that career on the side to, no. to, to do the work necessary for a relationship with someone like Ernest. Yeah, and I don't think she necessarily compliments him. Compliment with a with an E. Yeah, sure. Like, uh... In a triangle sort of way. She doesn't really... The world triangle. She is a catalyst for him to do things. And I think they could be friends. Like, they do... Sure. I think their chemistry seemed very buddy, and I could honestly see them, like, going on buddy adventures. I just didn't get the sense of, like, a, a mutually, like, beneficial, like, supportive relationship. I just couldn't... See. I just think they're very different places. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It's weird. That movie, what it lacks in romantic love, does make up for a lot of that buddy love between oh, him right. and Sarge, him and Ben. Him like, there's ben. a lot of this yeah. sort of like camaraderie in that movie. But Army camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. And so none of the none of the romance actually kind of comes through in any. Or it doesn't seem it's not able to compete with the buddy. Yeah, that's probably all. what it is. It's a movie about a love of your fellow man. It's a movie yeah. about sticking by your buddy. Oh, that's right. There you yeah. go. So, Which is a, another way of saying there that. you go. Yeah. In as much that it's carved into every building. <laughs> yes. A small inscription. Yeah. Barely visible. I like that too, by the way, just as an aside. I like that it's a barely visible inscription and that Ben isn't shoving stick by your buddy down everyone's throats. You have to look for it. Well, they might not know what it means because... Yeah, but he could have been like a totalitarian, like stick oh. by your buddy and like pounds everyone's head and he was not that. Oh. He's a good leader. Yeah. That's he, what I'm saying. We know that he's a good leader because he does not have a golf club. Yeah. And, and because they tell us he was a good leader. That's right, also that. A great leader. <laughs> so, wow. Okay, we've gotten through all the love interests. We'll so, made it so I'm going to say no on Cindy, which was my, I was already a hard no on her. But like, not a bad buddy for Ernest and kind of a very buddy movie. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, well, that's all then. We've, we've given each lady due consideration. It's time for our bachelor to choose which of the bachelorettes. Or not really, but it's, it's time, time for, for us, us to choose, choose for the bachelor. <laughs> us to choose for the bachelor. I mean, ultimately, the only opinion that matters is mine. Well, you know, we all make our Dan choice. and I get very silent at that <laughs> suggestion. I mean, I'm the comedy option, right? And the winner is me. Yeah, oh, there's see. the oh, joke. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. No, I'm not throwing myself into this pot. Any more than you already have for, what are we coming up on, two years now? <laughs> so... Okay, we've given each lady due consideration. I, I think I we've been very correct. fair. Mm-hmm. We've been more than fair. More than fair. I don't know. It's hard to start making the hard calls, guys. All right, so what, how are we going to do this? We're going to like roundtable like each of us picks and like gives our uh, yeah our reasoning. Yes, exactly. Thank you. All right. Well, before Who's we read, before yeah. we start, like, just a rundown of of the people in contention. Sure. Um, we got Nurse St. Cloud. Yep. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Sparrow. Yep. yep. Miss Flugel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Irma Teradiddle, mm-hmm. uh, Renee Loomis, and Cindy Swanson. Swanson. Daughter of Ron. Um, Possibly. It's weird because when I came in, I had one idea, and now this all discussion has changed things. You know, I feel the same way. I have the same I have the same oh thing. Oh my god. Okay, so should well, we do let's this talk way? about that. Yeah, let's talk about where we came from and where we are now. Like who did, like when I came in, I had uh-huh. knocked out three people who I thought were just not gonna work for him. Okay, yeah. so who did you knock out? I knocked out. Um, Did you cut yourself a big knock out of those eggs or I knocked out. <laughs> I knocked out Irma. Okay. Uh-huh. I knocked out Cindy. Okay. Yeah. And I knocked out Saint Cloud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are my three. Gotcha. Yeah, you know. One of those might now be like my go-to. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, what? Ah, I love where oh. this is going. Oh my! I'm sort. Of, I'm sort of struck between two people right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. So no, wait. Should we all go through which? I ones? would say let's talk about which ones. If, if you had one coming in that you thought was. If you had one coming in that you've now changed, yes, I would think you should discuss that. Okay. All right. Well, I've... I I have a thing, but if you would like to go first, um, you go first. Go okay. Ahead. 
I actually also came in with someone different. I was going to say Miss Flugel. Um, and Whoa. that's, that's just like, that's actually surprising. That's me. like, a, just like a vibe that I had from like the way they interact. It's very cute and innocent. Yeah. Um, it's partially just like, without getting too deep into this, there's an issue that I have with certain earnest films where the way that they write female characters is, let's say problematic. That, that's fair. And mm-hmm. I, I find that it takes me out of the movie and it makes me not identify with, or even in some cases like the characters. Sure. It's a weird kind of thing where like sometimes what the character does and what the movie tells us the character is contradict each other and that sure. makes me confused but like Miss Flugel seems very like pure uh-huh. and like again I, like I mean, innocent yeah, and there's sure. like a sweetness like they both sort of seem like like they both are committed to their work at the school they both love working with the kids sure. uh, and I felt like that was a thing that could really work wow. however based on the discussion that we've all had over the past uh, six wow. hours um, I feel like there's just not enough solid evidence yeah. to really to really call her the be all end all for uh, Ernest's uh, romantic wow. life. I was gonna say you're probably filling in a lot of the blanks with that. And yeah. that's absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. No, I think you're right. Yeah, Aaron. I mean, when we discussed Africa, I was hard at like Renee is the end all be all. She yep. is the one for him. She is his. Oh, what's Indiana the Jones? Alpha and Omega. Oh, uh, Mar- the, uh, Marion Ravenwood. She's the Marion Raven, the Marion Ravenwood for Indy. You know, sure. A- and then like looking through it and like looking at what her arc is and like discussing this, I and really really examining it. I'm like, uh, yeah, I feel like I was wrong. Like they they just are too similar, and, and not even that they couldn't work. Like I said, I think they could, but just that that's not what Renee needs. I don't think. And I don't think that Renee is necessarily what Ernest needs. I think if they mm-hmm. were really drawn to each other and wanted to be together, that they could make it work. But I think that Renee has realized that that is not what she wants. And I have to agree with her that sure. maybe actually Todd Lavsky might be like... <laughs> like For those for those wondering, uh, Dave <laughs> just mouthed skeptically. <laughs> Todd Lavsky might be the right choice for her. It's kind of breaking my... Like, I feel like I'm actually breaking up with someone. <laughs> it's kind of breaking my heart to say this. Yeah. But I think I, I, I was wrong. It's not Renee. It's not. <laughs> okay, so do we each... Do we each have someone in mind who we think is the right person? Yes. Uh, yes. I think I do too. <laughs> here's the question. So weird. Here's this the question. Incredible. Do we want to all say it at the same time and just try to like? I don't know how this works. Snap. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> three, this is so, two, one. This is so stressful. Oh, okay. I don't know what would be funnier if a we all had the same person. Or B, if we all had completely different people. Maybe we should say it at once I, on three. I feel like I feel like there's gonna it's gonna be two on one. Really? I feel like it might be. <laughs> okay. And, and all right. Well, now we have to say only it at because once. I'm like not a normal guest, and you guys have. A, I feel I have a heart. I have oh, a you think we might under- the same? I think you might have a deeper understanding hmm. and think one thing where I sort of fell in another. I mean, er- Ernest. I almost called you Ernest again. Uh, <laughs> Somebody called me Ernest yesterday, by the way, and I was not. Well, you know what happens when I uh, when I type your name into my phone now sure. to write a text, it just autocorrects to Ernest. Um, I feel like while you and I are often on the same wavelength, as we've said, in terms of I don't know that things, we are romantically. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think we look for different things, maybe. Correct. So... I feel like we're whatever we say is not going to be the same thing. Well, and also, uh, you're a woman and I'm a man, yeah. and we interpret things differently in yeah. terms of yeah. uh, coupling, mm-hmm. as it were. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, I, I think we should do this on three <laughs> okay, and then kind I'm of very, let it explode. Wait, wait. So three, two, one, name the... Three, two, one, after one. Yes. Okay. Three, so, two, one, name. Name. Okay. Um, okay. I feel like I'm going to need to really like ride the volume knobs here. Right, so let's okay. just do this calmly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no yelling. Let's are we sure? First it? of all, is everyone sure? Yes. This is very <laughs> gripping. Like this is I know. gripping. This is gripping drama. We'll find out after this commercial break. Oh my break. god, my heart is pounding. Okay, here we go. Okay. Three, Three two, one. one. Nursing cloud. So there's no discussion with this. I think we all... I cannot believe this. I think it makes the most sense. I kind of can, yeah. I mean, okay, you. If you shall we discuss why we came to this decision? Sure. Because my reasons are, the more I look at it, like, we didn't even discuss the fact that she's a nurse. Yeah. And that that's very good for someone like Ernest, oh, who yeah. is accident prone. Absolutely, no, that didn't factor into mine at all. <laughs> like, and that just kind of because, like, first of all, that makes sense. She's a nurse; he's accident prone. But that's not it. It's more that they have such a firm foundation; they care about the same things, like very explicitly. Mm-hmm. But also, I think what cinched it for me was how supportive she is i think yeah of Ernest. that like she's gone to bat for him over and over and he's gone to bat for her in a way in that like he's put in the camp he has this, this he learned the language yeah he had this I reverence know, for the language know, and so... for the mythology of these people i think that really got me too like, he went out of his way to learn the language the fact i think like that's a deep connection it is i think that moment where she actually got angry with him yeah. There was something about it that was like, I can see this as a relationship. Like, she wanted to rip his head off. I almost feel like it's a kind of thing where if she cared about him less, she wouldn't be as angry. Like, it's I because think... she holds him to a higher yeah. standard. Yes. She expects more of him. It was the way that she looked at him and was like, There are only two people here who can communicate with grandfather. It, it's all a great big misunderstanding. I'll fix it up. Know what I mean? I'll fix it. You'll see. There's only two people yeah. who have this thing in common. And like that was a big thing to me too. Yeah. It's me and you. And the fact that that was, she kind of, I think she felt like extra betrayed because he Absolutely. was her best friend there. Yeah. And then like he did this b- bad thing. And the way he was like, I will fix it. Yeah. Like immediately yep. kind of was like, whoa, like I could actually see this as, first of all, that's kind of a married thing. Sidebar, I'm going to probably tear up in the the course of this conversation now. But the fact that he is so like, I will fix it. Well, that's when we get... And she kind of held her anger back. That's when we get the, possibly the only instance of the serious, no nonsense, know know what what I I mean. mean. Oh my God. He's just like, I'll fix it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on She gets the serious, non-jokey, know what I mean. And she, the thing is, she wants to rip his head off. She's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's very like familiar. It's it a feels very, marital. It does, you know. And there's, it, I feel like they just had a major conflict, and it it got resolved. Yeah, and we saw that that can happen. There is a tangible fondness between the two of them that I think really, really works. There was something about it that touched me just when she she is also kind of bluntly honest with him 
like yeah. in the way she says like that was a brave thing you did almost makes up for the dumb thing you did right. like she's still mad oh yeah but she also she still sees him and she still appreciates him and she still goes to bat after him and still like yells at people who are being unfair to him even after all that she doesn't like condescending, condescendingly entertain his weirdness or his uh, discrepancies in terms of his... She doesn't take BS from him. Yeah. <laughs> Which he needs, yeah. like, I think. I think he needs that. And then she also, when he does the stupid earnesty thing, or which is not necessarily stupid, but when he does the extreme earnesty thing, which is kind of guns a blazing, yeah. she goes off and does the practical thing. I feel like- And they, you need both. Their skills and their abilities complement each other very well also. Yeah. And also, I think his, the way he views her, I think, is probably maybe the healthiest. Yeah. Yeah. She's not just a love object. He sees her as attractive. Like he says that he finds her attractive, but he also sees everything else equally. Yeah. He sees her worth to not only the camp, but like to himself, to the kids, to all the things. I also have to say that I have a particular fondness for him learning the language. Yeah. It's so sweet. But I have a personal connection because my dad learned Portuguese to date my mom. Oh. So it's sort of like I can't, (laughs) like, that's that's a thing that I just can't, I can't, like, let it lay. I know. I am going to cry at this. I feel, it's actually striking me as weirdly romantic, but, like, that that this could be more, like, and I don't think, again, that that it's nothing now. I think there might be something there just because... I'm saying their foundation is strong. Like when the chief is telling the story, like the blade, the stone, and the, the arrow. Big story. They're sitting next to each other. Yeah. They're at a campfire with all the kids and her grandfather, and they are sitting next to each other. And it's kind of like they are sort of equals yeah. in each other's minds. And I love how mad she gets when people are mean to Ernest. But I also love how mad she gets at Ernest when he screws up and yet how much she still works with him to fix it. She still, you know, I love how she straight talks to him like, you can't do this. This is a bad idea. And he is kind of hard headed about it. But she goes and she does what she needs to do to make it OK. And yeah. like, they're already functioning, basically. I think at a very like fundamental level, they understand each other. Yeah. Her more so than him, maybe. I think Ernest is more like in tune with like what is important to her, whereas I think she is more in tune with like the kinds of actions Ernest will take and how to direct them in a positive I way. I think she knows how to deal with Ernest. That's what I'm trying like, to say. Even yeah. when she gives him the shot, he's talking and she knows why he's talking so much. Mm-hmm. She knows it's to like distract her. She seems amused by it yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And she kind of she humors him when he needs to be humored. Right. She challenges him when he needs to be challenged and supports him when he needs to be supported. Yeah. I would still say that, still given all this, I don't think the relationship happens until after the movie's no, over. No, I, I definitely, definitely. Agreed. You know, Agreed. He's, he, once he's ascended and become the, the, counselor. the camp counselor, yeah. then I think the relationship starts. Because prior to that, she's sort of, in the same way that Charlotte Sparrow or some of the other characters want to help Ernest mm-hmm. rise up, she does too, but she does it in the most healthy way. In yeah. that she's not just going to be like, you need to do X. No, no, now now do Y. Now do this other thing. It's more like, you want to do this. I see you wanting to do do it this way. Maybe I could just steer you this other way a little bit and realize uh, that this is the way to do it. And that, yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to say about, like, in terms of, like, directing his yeah. his earnestness into the arena where it can do the most good. I think she knows and not how like, to help him when he needs the help. Yeah. But whereas but yeah. Charlotte Sparrow just co- sort of gives him a command and be like, you need to do, yeah. you need to go on an interview. Yeah. 
Yeah. That doesn't help Ernest. That doesn't help with someone who thinks like Ernest to go. That's true. Okay, right. go this. It helps that Nurse St. Cloud says, not only that you need to do this, but you're doing it this way. But when you should be doing it this other way, and I'm guiding you that way. Yeah. And she does the same thing with the kids. She does the same thing with any, I guess, when any, anyone sort of makes fun of him. I guess the kids is the example. Yeah, she yeah. definitely goes after the kids. Yeah, she chastises them. But she goes after pretty much everyone who, who misbehaves. Yeah. I feel like if she was in the room when the camp counselor chastised him, it would be the same sort of thing where she'd come in after him and be like, listen, guy. Yeah. You need to cool it. That's not how Ernest, like, learns and grows. But again, she seems sort of separate from that crowd. Like, we don't even see her interact. It's like the only person at the camp that she bothers interacting with. She does interact with Mr. Tipton when he's like, oh, the second chance kids are actually, like, being pretty nice now or whatever. She's like, they just needed something to... To be proud of. Yeah. So she's definitely on the same page with on Ernest in that sense, too. Mm-hmm. She values the same things that he values in those kids. And she really wants him to succeed at this. And again, it might be that that being the most grounded movie, sure. too, and like that being the most grounded Ernest. But like, I don't know, there's something about them on that picnic, you know, <laughs> blanket that is just, they seem so... Natural, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. She's familiar. I like what she, the way she talks about he when he's walking to the wind, she says, Hi, Ernest. Are you lost again? <laughs> <laughs> hi, Ernest. Oh, hi, Nurse St. Cloud. Are you lost again? Oh, no, no, no. And he's but like, that's like, he's that's, like, that's what I mean by the fondness thing. Yeah, like, it's just like, like it's are not you like, lost again? it not, was a very, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I'm not drawing attention or like, yeah. I'm not exasperated. No. And then she said, come have something to eat. Yeah. Come sit down. She gives him a sandwich. Like, he's welcome. Yeah. You know, with her and her grandfather. Yeah, and someone else's. And um, she immediately knows how to deal with the fire. She doesn't even comment on the fire. And she's like, this is happening. Let's <laughs> deal with it. In someone else's line, they'd be like, oh, Ernest, are you lost again? Or it would be something, it would be a read like yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And she's just like, oh, it's what Ernest does. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just part of his thing. I thought about he that. He goes on these long walks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that when when thinking about Renee. Like, there's that bit where, like, wow, he's saying like, when one is in nature, one is one with at nature. one with nature. And she just goes, "Are you trying to be philosophical?" And I'm yeah. like, "You don't get Ernest." And there's St. Cloud just kind of was like, "Yeah." She just listens. Yeah, she just be like, "All right, yeah, this, this is Ernest." I am at one with nature. It's all right here. A keen sense of direction and a firm grasp on the throttle that controls the elements. Here, have something to eat. Thank you. I would love to see Ernest Goes to Africa with Nurse St. Cloud in Renee's place. <laughs> hey. That would be a totally... It would be a real be fun different. movie. This, it's like, it's crazy to me that we, we ended on Nurse St. Cloud because she is so different from Renee. Yeah. But she, yeah, it's that she makes up for all the things that Ernest lacks. And I can see really, in all the right ways. Yes. And I, I can see them like forming it's like... It's like a puzzle... Kind it's of... like, it's double dragon is yeah. what it is again, as it it's always is, the piece. two halves of the medallion. Or they do like the predator, like hand slap. <laughs> yeah, but there, there's something tender there. I think tender is the yeah. word I'm kind of going yeah, for. But there is something tender there and it's touching and yeah. Okay, so now that wow. we've now that we've uh, landed, now that we've landed, <laughs> that on, was amazing. On I nurse... did not think this was gonna happen, yo. <laughs> I, I had a hunch, but I was when, when Dan was uh, talking about the ones he eliminated. I was like, all right, this could this could go the right way. It's also weird that the three I, I eliminated were the last three, mm. and the ones where the where the romance is more explicitly like like in the forefront. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just find that strange. I don't. Yeah. I think there's a certain element of it being forced a bit. Yeah, like yeah. a little clumsy about it. Yeah. But now that we've uh, landed on Nurse St. Cloud, wow. I would like to give my uh, headcanon theory for why Ernest never gets with anyone in any of the movies. Oh my gosh. Can I can I go into this? All right. This is so yes. as we've learned from Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain, uh-huh. Ad Ernest is the actor who plays <laughs> film Ernest. Sure. Ad Ernest is happily married. Yeah. And there's no way that Edna is going to let someone like <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell, the, the jewel that she has found and That's married- right. In any way, end up with another woman on screen. All right, and I feel like that could be part wow. of like the the filmmaking like contract. Like, okay, you can be in these movies, and you, and like as it went on, like, like she he got, negotiated a kiss. She, with, she got like, exactly, it's the last movie, exactly. Edna, like. Yep, <laughs> it got it got more lax. You got to ramp it up this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like we really need to bring in like the the viewers. Look at them; they really think we need a kiss. So dude. she got more permissive as it went on, but at the beginning, she's she like got no. more comfortable with it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. and that's why they start out kind of not not overt. And then become overt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So there you sure, go. Sure. Like I'll buy that. In the in the universe <laughs> of Splash Mountain. Where yes. Yeah. Definitely. That works. I was gonna ask something, and I don't know if you want to get into it or not. You can just cut this out. Or would you want to talk about who you think is least compatible of the of the love interests? It's weird because I feel like once you're not compatible, it's just it, there's like no there's not. no metric like, to there's, it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I kinda... who would be the worst? I think for him, maybe like a dis- the most disastrous relationship <laughs> if they were to like get married. Oh. Like, what I think would we be saw the most it, though. De- I, think I think it's it Irma. Was Irma. Well, I was yeah. gonna, it is Irma. And I was going to say, I think we've already talked about which ones are the yeah. worst. I think so. Irma's the most disastrous. I think I think Irma's the most disastrous because there is an attraction and sure. it wouldn't work. And well, then there is somewhere there just seems to be less of an attraction again, and it kind of just wouldn't happen. Any relationship where minions of Satan are involved, <laughs> yeah, you're going gonna to have bad. a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I right? I'm not, I'm not wrong I guess, about that, I think, right? I, I feel know, like might be something. I feel like Cindy had the least chemistry with him. I will say that in yeah. terms of just sparks, I feel like she had the least. I would be curious to see between Cindy and Miss Flugel, which of them has less screen time with Ernest. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Oh. I think I think it's Flugel. It, it you, might you be. might be right, but I still feel yeah. Miss Flugel is in maybe a quarter of the picture. Like she's not in a lot of it. If that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And Cindy at least is. I mean, maybe she's oh screen time with Ernest. She doesn't have all that. It's not until the escape yeah. that we really have well, together. But Cindy's screen time is, I think, has more substance as to who Cindy is. That's like, true. Cindy's screen yeah. time tells us who Cindy is. Miss Flugel's screen time gives us little bits. Yeah. I mean, it gives us something, but she's just. You could almost you say know. that the fact that so much of Miss Flugel's screen time is with Ernest is almost a disservice to her as a character because all of what we know about her is the sort reaction, of defined yeah. by her relationship with Ernest as opposed to someone like Cindy who we're seeing her separate from Ernest. That's right. That may be true, but that means we get more of who yeah, Cindy is Yeah, we always see Miss Flugel through like, the Ernest filter. Sure, or like... the Worrell lens. And also, I think she's a very passive person. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I think it, could work just fine like just fine but you know that's not what you want that's not what that's, i yeah, yeah exactly. no, i'm looking for like something really fulfilling and i feel like nurse state cloud like fulfill so feels just yeah like this is strong like this is yeah. actually going to be good for Ernest. he's going to be happy yeah which is what you want <laughs> you know a twinkle appeared in erin's eye they you know they stay at that camp they run it to you know her her grandfather's not gonna be around forever Sure. And I assume she stays there. She wants to take care of that land and he cares about it too. It just seems like there's a bright future there. Yeah. 
You know, taking care of all these kids. I imagine them like growing old, both owning the camp together, and some of the some of the second chance kids Come become the counselors themselves. Oh, what! This is a beautiful it's a pretty sweet cannon. little end. And she, you know, tending to his weekly wounds, and, you know, like <laughs> another just, ant sting. I mean, Ernest. how many Aww. times we see twice or uh, three times technically her, her giving Ernest like medical assistance, and like that's a big, that's something too. Like yeah. she gives him a shot, and then like she treats his poison ivy, treats his when he just gets hurt, you know. Yeah, it's very romantic, and my heart is touched. <laughs> I think that's what you want, and the in the, the in the end, that relationship touched my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I did not expect this at all. Love takes you to weird places. We did it, guys. We did do it. Wow. I love the fact that we ended up on the same one. I that's, just that's wonderful. I really yeah. never thought that would happen. <laughs> I really thought this is like this is so subjective. Like we cannot possibly land on this. I didn't even think it would be two to one. I thought we would all come out with completely different people. Hmm. Wow. I mean, what else can we say? I think Ernest the, and love, man. The only other thing to say is, listeners. Do you agree? I mean, I mean, well, judging can... by the Facebook post, it was between Nurse Saint Cloud Charlotte, and I Charlotte think, Sparrow. Yeah. Mm. So I think, I think people do agree. I mean, there might be some contention between, between it also, Cheryl. Yeah, it also could be again, I think it, like, again, yeah, popularity, of popularity the movie. movie. Yeah, again, they didn't have the discussion. We came in with different ideas when we started the discussion, mm-hmm. but then once we had the discussion, yeah, you land on something else. So, and that's what this podcast is for. This was transformative, gentlemen. I am, I am really like, wow. Yeah, they're it in my head. Absolutely. In terms of film earnest, it's Nurse St. Cloud for him. Yep. She would even work with like Scared Stupid Ernest. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly. Oh, like, yeah. Having her there would have helped him so much. You know, it's like, I feel her absence there even. She's such a strong counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Her presence is very. It really seems to help him. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Good job, guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great like job. Okay, I don't even know what we're talking about next time. Do you want to do Ernest Analogs? Is that something you'd like to do, Dave? It is. Okay, after our next extra, we are going to discuss the long-awaited, long-referred-to Ernest Analogs. Yes. For those of you just tuning in, this is a running list that I've been keeping both mentally and in the Apple Notes app. It's kind of a list of characters who exist in film or media universes that are similar to Ernest. Mm -hmm. I might also throw in a few Jim Varney analogs just because the relationship of certain performers to certain characters Ah, is akin to Jim Varney's relationship to Ernest. And I think that's worth exploring and discussing. All right. So I'm I'm curious to to have this discussion. This will be your thing. This is my baby. This was my baby. (laughs) And Ernest Landalongs is your baby. The past 20 episodes have been your baby. (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Dan, for joining us, as always. No problem. Actually, I think it's so much more valid that we had you here for us to have three people land on the same thing. Yeah. It's something special as opposed to, we needed more perspective. Yeah, it always helps, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it on all your social medias. Let people know, because this is our dissertation. We are really trying to give Ernest all the credit he is due, all the analysis he is due. So please... Tell your buddies, tell your loved ones, tell your sweetheart. Tell your nurses. (laughs) Tell your teachers, tell your bank tellers. Till next time. Take care, listeners. Bye, guys. Viva la Barney!